on last week's Irrevelations. Exodus 21, let's get started. By the way, a lot of this is going to be super f***ed up. Let's yeah, and let's right let's let's um let's give a trigger warning here. The way it translated to me is that if you want to marry a woman, you go to the father, you buy her off them fair and square. I would be doing everything I could to get that slave up. I'd be like, here's some chicken soup. <laughs> you just gotta get out of bed before day three. So my point is that if it's gonna be fair, we gotta get her pregnant again and then end it. I didn't listen well enough. I didn't take notes while I was listening to the audiobook. Slave masters hate this one trick. By extension, I would say losing three whole teeth would be worse than going blind. Yeah, three whole teeth. That's like three. <laughs> whole slaves yeah the rest of chapter 21 is control your f-ing animals do you know what i want to know is why there aren't just tons of jews and christians at renaissance fairs right now shooting the place up well, then we change i tack rip his wife in really... half okay great it's perfect then we change that <laughs> cut her f-ing throat with a linoleum knife yeah okay thank you also you shall not permit a sorceress to live i'm gonna find stevie nicks i'm gonna beat her to death with a brick Before we turn to the world, I would like to say that I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. Death in the Bible. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. I was reading about another measles outbreak. Nice. Which is great. I love that measles is back. I was worried about it. I remember they said it got eradicated in 2004, I think, or 2000, and I was like, oh. Wait, are you telling me that measles is on the perfect exact same lifestyle as the Backstreet Boys? Yeah, exactly. Because that's when they disappeared and they're back now. And they're back now. So I wonder, you know, a lot of people are always talking about like the correlation of like vaccines to autism, but has anyone correlated measles to the Backstreet Boys? I just fucking did, bro. Yeah, you just did. Welcome to the jungle, bitch. Um, I was thinking about it because, I mean, it is a little bit sensationalist. It's, I think because it's just too bland and obvious. It's like a bunch of people being like, I don't like vaccines. I don't think it's safe. And big pharma and all this craziness. And then you have just people being like, yeah, but you should get vaccinated. Like there's no, you're a fucking idiot. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. So there's not really a whole lot. There's not really a whole lot of conflict, I think, from what I've seen. Uh, you see a lot of people like bullying them or whatever. It's another one of those things in America. So. It's another one of those things in America where there's no middle ground. And that's firmly where yeah. I stand. Yeah. Um, can I explain? But how do you not have ahead. questions? How am I going to say that? And you don't even there's have no questions. middle ground. It seemed pretty obvious, but I guess there's some subtext I'm it. missing. Here's, for. here's the middle ground. Let them do it. I don't care if their kids die. Yeah. Also promote guess, promote vaccines. I'm all about that. Get out the right. word that they're safe. That they're, you know the good science backs them. But right. I'm all about people not doing it. I'm fine with that. You're fine with the kids dying. Honestly, I am too. I, like, anytime I hear about a measles, like, three unvaccinated children got sick at Disneyland, I'm like, I, I don't say it's good. I don't really feel that about it, but I do think it's funny. I feel bad when it's uh, 
because they're immune compromised and they can't get them. But at the same time, that, that's what I was going to say. Like at it, the it, same time, yeah. obviously God wants those kids dead. Yeah, it's it's a fair statement. I, I was thinking about um, and I missed it when we were talking about it. I, I wanted to talk about it, but I completely blanked on it. But in Exodus 15, something I thought was interesting is God tells him, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments. Oh my, I, I actually was going to, but anyway, he's like, if you do whatever God tells you, and if you're, if you follow his laws, I will put none of the diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians for I am the Lord who heals you. Hmm. And I was thinking about like those, uh, are they called Christian scientists? Um, I've, yeah. I mean, that is a thing. I don't know if they're the ones you're thinking of. The ones that like try to pray over cancer. You know what I'm about? Yeah, I think like, they don't believe in modern medicine. They believe that like disease is a affectation of sin. That kind of bullshit. I always get confused because I think you're right that Christian scientists are like super regressive, but it's confusing yeah. because there's Christian Science Monitor, which is a very progressive media outlet. Is it? Yeah. Christian Science wow. Monitor is for sure. I'm going to have to look into it's that. It's like cause... Mother Jones, basically. Um, no, I just thought it was interesting that the, that according to the Bible, if you are a good person, I mean, it is, if you want to look at it more literally, it's like, if you're a good person, I won't give any of the diseases that I gave to the Egyptians. So as long as you're not overrun by frogs or meteorites, <laughs> then that, that's fair. But I was thinking about those people that were like, oh, we got to pray over little Timmy's cancer that's just eating him away or some shit or like all the kids that die of easily preventable diseases you see them all the time you know it's like oh what happened he had an ear infection like and then what happened and then it ate his brain away like how long did that take four months you're like okay so four months you let an ear infection go untreated be like we prayed like oh, yeah, they yeah. did pray I bet uh, they should hang you they should hang you from a fucking tree is that yeah that do. one outright I'm not okay with that obviously um, obviously but, I guess. I don't know. I, just, I don't know how I feel about it. I guess I guess my point of view is that I'm not sure where I stand on the state's, I guess, need to save the lives of children. Yeah. I'm, Does that make sense? Like, I've, I'm literally pro-choice all the way till they're 18, you know? Even then. I, I, even for I don't, I don't draw after. the line at birth. I'm like the state of New York. I say nice. at 18 years old, if a Christian wants to let their kid die from swimming in poor water conditions, I, let them do it. That's that's my stance. Separation of church and state. Let them kill their kids. Okay. Let them kill their kids. Well, yeah, because if you think about it, what are those kids going to grow up to be anyway? More, More of the Christians same. The, yeah. yeah, the cycle continues, you know? What, what you know? That's 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 the great thing about it is that they're kind of weeding themselves out, Darwin style. Evolution's winning the war. Well, let's not <laughs> just call them. them out. Let's not just call them Christians because they're a special kind of Christian, right? Like most Christians are a okay. I mean, with it's, if there's a vid diagram, you know, it's a sliver. I'm just saying that. Well, for one, the circle that has people who don't do vaccines is pretty small. At least I hope. I think it is. I don't know. But you know, there's I, honestly, the thing. I've kept very little track on it. <laughs> Here's the thing. I only hear it when there's like an outbreak. There's also a very prominent group of anti-vaxxers who are super left-wing, for mm -hmm. America at least, who are all about right. like, oh, like, you know, there's like left-wing conspiracy theorists and they think the same things basically, just not yeah, yeah. biblical. They, they actually, if, if there was that two hands shaking meme, it's, it's, yeah, it's right-wing, yeah. left-wing, left-wing fanatics, right-wing fanatics, vaccines and flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
I don't know. Uh, I think Flat Earth is pretty specifically Christians, though. Maybe not. I don't think so. Oh, Let's not get into Flat Earth today. But flat Earth is Flat Earth is great. I love Flat Earth. Uh, it is. I fun. don't want to. I'm mean, definitely last podcast on the left is going. It did it way better than you and I are going to be doing. Of course. It, but, uh, one of the things I love about Flat Earth was just that it was, uh, and, and I guess vaccines kind of falls into it, is that if you do not really understand science, mm-hmm. and you don't really, I mean, the the core of it, the idea that science is sometimes wrong. Or the, or the idea that just because one report says one thing doesn't really mean anything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a hard thing. You're like, whoa, look, we found one report that says one thing. Like, this blows out of the way. Well, we have 99 reports that say the opposite. Like, uh, you know, we have to, well, we're going to have to work it out there. But um, that if you don't really understand science, you don't really understand critical thinking, really, like the, the, the more subtleties of it, that if you have a certain series of facts that don't make sense and are brought to you, that it can kind of convince you of certain things. Absolutely. Like, like Flat Earth. I've watched those YouTube videos, and if you really do sit through them, they're like, wait a minute, why does the government prevent you from visiting the South Pole? I'm like, yeah! <laughs> why can't I go to the South Pole? What's that about, you know? I mean, you can if you're a scientist. It's not that hard. I guess. Well, that's <laughs> because it's the liberal elite. You know, we're not going to get into Flat Earth. But I watched, I watched four to six hours of videos and they're like oh yeah see uh that's why they were firing all those nukes in the 60s they were trying to break the dome you know but uh <laughs> back to vaccines <laughs> I, I don't know i just was I, I was watching more and more things of uh I, I don't know i don't know what to think about it i for immunocompromised people yeah it's kind of a shitty fucking deal that people who aren't immunized are technically putting you at risk yeah but, but i mean they were i don't know a lot of kids are born with defects that kill them at birth so yeah i mean it sucks but well, i guess yeah yeah god's uh, done worse things to better people than your kid yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess i guess i feel like that asshole that's like uh like i'm for i i think cigarettes are like the worst thing anyone can do it's one of the dumbest shit anyone yeah you know, i've never heard it yeah like I don't see any pros to people who smoke cigarettes, but I, you know, if you want to smoke cigarettes, who gives a shit? You know, whatever. For sure. Um, but the thing is, that's you your give decision. It to your, yeah, if you want to give it to your six-year-old, fine. Eight-year-old, I don't care. Well, yeah, I mean, if, hot box him in the car. If, yeah. if vaccinating is is going to be forced uh, by the government, then so should secondhand smoke. Like you can't smoke in your house if you have kids. I would think that so. that makes too. just as yeah. much sense. And I'm for. Yeah. I'm actually almost for it. Uh, that one, I think cigarettes should just be. Illegal? Yeah. Well, no, I guess I don't at all. But I don't. I wouldn't yeah. like get pissed if they were. <laughs> I don't really care. I I'm on the opposite of the spectrum. So I mean, well, you know me. I'm a I'm a teetotaler. I don't, yeah, I don't do any drugs. You're a, but, uh, you're a hardcore tea partier. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a scared little white boy. But um, I, despite having never tried any drug in my whole life, I'm firmly like I I wish they'd legalized crack cocaine, heroin. I, I don't care what it is. I I I. Like, when I hear about those people who are killing themselves with fentanyl, you know, I kind of go, eh, well, yeah, it's their choice. That's true. Yeah, whatever. I'm about I, that. I, gotta, I, I think if you respect people, you got to respect their ability to... If you think people are capable of sentient thoughts, you, I think you have to respect their way they treat their own body. I mean, I think if abortion should be legal, crack cocaine should be legal. You can quote me on that. That's how I feel mm. about it. Well, I'll just say I'm Either. full nanny state. Full nanny state? Yeah. We're the opposite? Because, yeah, I, be I'm... I, I say either you have full autonomy of your body or you don't, you know? I don't, I don't see why the state has to get involved and you'd be like, slap that 
No, I, I literally. Out of my hand. I need that. I want it to be a law that after I dry off when I get out of the shower, I have to put baby powder on my ass. I want, I want it to be a law <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you have to put baby powder on, on your my ass, own or is ass. There like, Okay, I thought it was a real nanny. And then there's a cop. There's <laughs> there's a cop at the front of my neighborhood that checks everyone's pants when they leave to make sure that you powdered your ass. Yeah, uh, he just has a strip. That's what I want. <laughs> he just sticks it. He's got a. He just, he's got a. He, he smells. He licks a spoon. Can, no, and he sticks it down in there, and then powder. if it comes back, you can smell the right? baby. You just sniff it. You smell oh. for, smell for baby. That's no fun. That's <laughs> a blast. <laughs> what a spoon. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. This about one's that so far off the rails from vaccination. I don't know where we are. Where are we talking about? Vaccinations? I feel like we're trying uh, as hard as we can not to start this week's episode yeah, because it sucks. Hey, by the way, if you're so, listening now, you can stop. Can I say that? I guess. Yeah, let's just get through this because I, I want this episode to be done. What is this? Episode 20? Are we on 20? Oh, shit. You're right. I'm losing count. It's 20. And or interest. Yes, 20. Episode 20. If we were a dog, we'd be dead. <laughs> not... Always. Don't make me think about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't ever bring that up. Um, uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, this is episode 20 of a Revelations podcast. I'm Cole Delusky. I'm Grant DeVoist. And a Revelations, if you weren't aware, is the podcast. By the way, this is a bad place to start off. So if, if you're just now hearing what this is about, don't do this episode. Start somewhere else, yeah. please. But we're the podcast that's reading the entire Bible, and we're telling you what we find out so that you don't have to lift a single page. We're just bringing it to you piece by piece. I feel like I'm not quite sure what service we do provide, because we're definitely not Shh. giving you a... Shut <laughs> the fuck up, dude. Because <laughs> it's not like if someone... I guess it's like a, I guess like Spark Notes for the Bible. Is it is. It. Yeah, it's, it's Spark yeah. Notes But it's a very in-depth Spark to. Notes. Yeah. If you had to True. do a book and report on the Bible, we're giving you enough information and background research that you know what's going on. You know, we're not just we're not doing what like the church does, where we just give you the highlights. We're giving you the fucking meat. And this episode is a prime example of if I was in a church, I'd skip this part. I don't even get it. So yeah, this is not even Lord. a salad. This is like a uh, this is like the the lettuce leaf that your uh, Kalamata olives come in. Okay, if, I was going to say, this is like if you went to a bar and yeah. some drunk has left all their olives on the table and you just gobble those up, you know, Gross. from their martinis, you know, and you're like, oh, this is, <laughs> we've all been Why? there. <laughs> There's a little bit of alcohol in there. <laughs> drunk olives. I like it, actually. <laughs> know what I'm just doing later you. tonight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, episode 20, we're starting off this week in Exodus chapter 24. Mm-hmm. We just got done dealing with all the laws, right? So if you were here last week, all we did was talk about laws. It was very litigious. It was very mm-hmm. painstaking going over some of these things, which is kind of insane because when you consider I would say like it was arduous, yes, it was. But if you look at the current U.S. Uh, code of federal regulations, it was actually pretty short. I'll add. Yeah. So a lot to go through, but also um, you could tell it was a a nation, a group of people first establishing a, a judicial system. Yeah, it's a uh, it's some Lord of the Flies shit. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. To... It really was. Huh? Lord of the Flies. Um. So we finished the laws. Now we're getting into what is this part? This is Exodus twenty four. Mm-hmm. Let's get started. Let's do it. So. The Lord gets Moses, Aaron, and his two sons, Nadab and Abihu, and a bunch of the elders of Israel, and tells them to come and worship from afar. So, but 
Moses gets to come up near. Yeah, he's the only one that gets to hear it directly. The others are kind of like witnesses, which gives me a really Joseph Smithy type vibe. It is, and I think as we get in this episode, it's going to get a little bit weirder and weirder. I feel like this is where it turns from like a uh, just a like a, a group of people, and it starts turning into a cult. Like now we're getting to the things where it's like, uh, um, like this is like the this is the difference between like Jesus being a a, a hobo wandering the desert with a couple of dudes uh, to like the beginning of the Catholic Church. Yeah, like the last episode, we were talking about a bunch of common sense gun laws. Now they're trying to take our bump stocks. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it's, uh, I don't get that analogy at all. What the fuck are you talking Just about? Just that, like, it, everything in the last chapter, or the last episode, I should say, the last few chapters, made sense, right? For establishing a group. Ah. Uh, but now uh, we're getting into, like, uh, all right, why are you being so specific? <laughs> if I ever hear you trying to uh, advocate for bump stocks on my Second Amendment. <laughs> I'll, I'll shoot you. Yeah, um, well, that is appropriate. So, are we actually going to read this shit? No. Like it's, no, no, okay. no, no. And and honestly, so, this might we're going to cover a lot of pages today, I think, and it still might end up being one of our shorter episodes, just because I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty. I wanna talk, and you don't want to either, yes, listener. Yes, don't read this. But this what we garbage. do want to do is we want to at least let you know the, the, the cliff notes. We're going to let you know at least what happened. Um and a little bit of why, I guess. There isn't really a why, actually. But Yeah, no, there's no explanation for any of this. I mean, my concordance talks a little bit about it. Yeah. But here we have... To me, this is like... This is God drafting up some legal documents to sign another covenant. Um, how many covenants are we at thus far? We had the covenant with Adam. The covenant with Judy. Dude, Noah. there's no way we could try to... Was there a covenant back. with Adam? I'm losing track now. I don't know. We should have looked. There this wasn't. Up. A, I'm gonna guess there was, that there and was that a, it was like the covenant was all bad things. So it's like because of what you did, I promise you, you're gonna have to work the fields for the rest of eternity. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a covenant with Adam. There was the covenant with Noah. There was the covenant with Abraham. There was definitely one with. Um, I don't know about Isaac, but there definitely was one with Jacob. The covenant with Jacob, yeah. Yeah, the uh, steamy the tent one. scene, if you boys yeah, remember. steamy, steamy, steamy. And then uh, we'll do an actual count uh, next episode. Doubt before, it. I don't give a shit. But uh, I, don't think that, I don't think the amount matters. Go back and listen to those episodes if you give a shit. But um, now we have another covenant. So we had a covenant with Jacob. They're like, oh, I'm the covenant with your tribes. And now Moses is setting up yet another sort of... To me, this is like when the restaurant comes on a new management and they have to bring up all their old contracts. You know, I'm like, okay, hold on. We got we to gotta revise this. Yeah. There's new people in charge. So it, it opens up and uh, basically uh, Moses has just come down from talking to God. He has all the new commandments and the, and the laws. He tells them to the people. And it says, this is where I get my big cult vibe here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he tells all the people the words, the words and the Lord's words and laws, and they responded with one voice. Everything the Lord has said, we will do. Yikes, <laughs> oh, all two million of you? Yeah. Uh, obey. Jinkies. Um, consume. I was just um, in a uh, Catholic wedding, and that's what it felt like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. It was just like this. Oh. No, Grant. <laughs> don't go to this. <laughs> I've been to Catholic Mass as an adult, like I, I, I know, I told you I was raised Catholic until I was six, and then I, 
I essentially broke free of it. Like I was so ADHD that my parents just yeah. could I could not coexist with the Catholic Church. No church would take me. So my parents gave up on God since uh, God gave up on me first. But um, hey, tit for tat. When I was sixteen, I went camping with this Catholic, and on the way back, uh, we we went camping. On the way back, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just, just drop me off at my house. Like, what well, did you call your mom? I was like, I don't need to call my mom. Just drop me off at my house. I'm 16 years old. She's like, well, I don't want if we drop you off and she doesn't know you there. What if you get shot? I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck fantasy are you living in? She's like, no, no, no. You know what would be safer? Come to church with us. I was like, oh, I see. I see why you're being so obstinate. You want to? Mm. Okay. And then I went to their Catholic mass because they just wouldn't let me go free. And uh, it was the worst. Oh, my God. It's so long. I don't get how normal people do it. Yeah. it's. Well, a, I guess they're not normal. They're Catholic. It's a trash. <laughs> but... Um, what are we talking about? So Moses makes a, uh, he comes down, he tells all the people that are like, oh, and to, unto you. And he's like, sure, great. And uh, he takes the book of the covenant and reads it in the hearing of the people. And then he takes blood and sprinkles it on them and goes, this is the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you according to all these words. Okay. Can we talk about the fact that this is all written on stone? How heavy is this shit? They don't have paper. Well, did they have papyrus? No, it is. It says later that it's all written on stone. I forget where. Because he says book a couple of times. I mean, they also said that the Egyptians had horsemen and chariots, so they they don't fucking know. God nailed this shit into rock. It says... Is this... Is this the Ten Commandments? I don't know. That that, that comes later. No, 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 no. I know. That comes later. We'll talk about it. No. Well, the timeline here is all messed up. But I think think this, this is that part. Um, so just a mess. So he builds an altar to the 12 tribes of Israel. He's like, I'm gonna sprinkle some fucking blood on you. He's like, bam. You know, I, I imagine it was like, he had a, he has the blood in his hand and it's like, uh, he's that guy at Taco Bell and they're those sweet, delicious cinnamon twists. And he's got a handful of cinnamon. He's just like, bam, bam. Then we'll Lagasse style blood in the face, you know? Okay, here we go. It's right here. It's right here. It says that he came chapter down. Verse. He, um, uh, it's in chapter. What's well, in this chapter. But it's verse, uh, what is that? Verse 12. So it says, the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay here. And I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and commandments written on there for instruction. So that's a lot. So he covers them with blood. So, well, you're you're getting the time limit. So he comes down, he's like, hey, I got some laws. And then he goes back up to the mountain to talk with God. And this time he's going to get it written down in stone. I think that he already had it written down in stone. I think this is just... The Bible always does this. It'll like say something happened and then it'll say how it happened after. All right. Well, we're missing a, a key part then if we jump to there because so Moses comes down and says, we've got a concordance with God. We got a covenant. Sprinkles, throws blood in their face. You guys are good. But Metal. then Moses goes up with Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, Aaron's children, and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they just walk up and they just see God. Yeah. But this, see, this already happened. These are all the same names from earlier. When it mentioned uh, that they just they repeating themselves? Yeah. I don't know. This is one of those things where I think it's multiple writers. Well, anyway, in this instance, this new fact comes in. They see God, and under his feet is a bunch of sapphire stone, and it was very clear. Mine says lapis lazuli, which, again, more Not evidence. Lazuli. Oh whatever. More evidence that the Bible just stole its entire thing from Minecraft, but go on. Right. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Um... 
Pilatus. And the nobles, but I've never seen that This is interesting is that so so uh, Moses, the nobles, Aaron, his two kids, they show up, they meet God, they're like, dude, look at that guy. He's standing on some sapphire. That's badass. That's really nice sapphire. They all comment on it. And uh, fortunately for them, God chose not to kill them. You know, he was like, they, they make he specific mention that God it. was like, <laughs> that he's like, you know what? Not this time. Uh, I know I kill people for nothing, but you guys pass. I don't know. I know I invited you, and I almost killed you anyway. But um, So they eat with God. That's cool. And then uh, God tells Moses, all right, come up to the mountain with me in secret. None of you guys can come. Just Moses. Just Moses. I've got some uh, laws I've written into stone. God literally himself wrote the Ten Commandments himself, and he's giving them to Moses. So... So Moses doesn't make the Ten Commandments. He just takes them from God yeah. fully formed. Right? Well, yeah, there's more to that story, but yes. Later on, he breaks them. Yeah. And then he has to do it again. But uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought that he made them the first time. What no, about no. fucking break? Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> you think you are. I mean, you I, can't, Grant I can't just speak. You a knife through his own TV, you <laughs> fucking asshole. That was into my Xbox. When did you break your TV? I threw my headset at the TV, you idiot. Oh, whoa. What a distinction. I didn't throw a knife at it. Uh, uh, so the next day, Moses takes his uh, secretary, Joshua, and they go up to the mountain of God. Secretary. And uh, they just kind of bail on everything. Uh, but see, let me. I want to make sure, because the, the people are just listening to this, so I want to try and make this more visual for them. Um, okay. This, I'm pretty sure what's happening here is... This all happened before the Ten Commandments even got mentioned last episode. I don't. Uh, it doesn't make sense if that's the case because he already has the laws. Are, are you just saying that this is all jumbled up bullshit? Yes, it's all just mishmashed where they're putting different things. This is some memento. A lot of different people wrote this. Like you have to, Christopher Nolan. You have to shit. remember that this isn't just everyone likes to pretend that Moses wrote this whole story. No way did one person write this. This is so clear. That because someone's it's like, like, oh, I remember this happened. Oh, I remember this happened. Well, I heard about this. And it's all just Moses like... Calls, or Moses gets called up to God three different incidents. Yeah, you know, no. he, he goes up. He's like, okay, here's the Ten Commandments. He tells them all. He's like, all right, here's the Ten Commandments. He's like, okay, I need you to come up to the mountain again. I'm going to give you the Ten Commandments and all the laws. He's like, all right. And yeah. then like the next day, he's like, oh, I got to go up to God. He's got these Ten Commandments and these laws. They're new. Exactly. This only happened once, I'm pretty sure, is the narrative. Obviously, it probably didn't happen at all. I mean, it mentions it over and over again because it's, it's garbage. But yeah, but but we had that same thing happen when the with the creation. Oh, story. you know what? I didn't even make the I didn't even make the connection. I, okay, now that you're saying that, I just was like, wow, this is dumb. But it is the same shit that the mountain gets covered in cloud, and then Moses goes up there, stays there, gets the laws, comes back down. So how many times is God just making a cloudy mountain? No, it, should, it happened the once, but different authors had different things they wanted to point out. So they made mm-hmm. sure, narratively, they butchered it, but they wanted to make sure that they got their little different details in. Well, if we're doing this on a literal, then again, God covers the fire, the mountain in fire, and he brings up Moses and most stays up there for 40 days and 40 nights. I think the only people who take it literally are the people who only know about the Bible because they sat in a church and listened to someone read it to them. Like we're doing? No, because well, we're, we're not <laughs> taking it literally and asking people <laughs> not to. Yeah, take it take it with an entire pound of salt and yes. then throw it in the fire. And also um, make sure you drink a lot of water to dilute So that's salt. Exodus 24, not particularly important. Not at all. Sort uh, of like Exodus 25. <laughs> <laughs> like Exodus 25, in keeping with the theme. <laughs> not important at all. This is where God's now... Okay, listen. So 
Moses goes and talks to God. There's a bunch of fire, smoke. He comes down. He's like, okay, guys, uh, some things are going to change. And there's a slight shift in tone. See if you can pick up on it. So previously, these band of poor shepherds wandering the desert would just kind of be like, oh, we'll have some lamb. And here's this is for God. You know, one drink for me, one drink for my homie God. And then all of a sudden Moses comes down. And he's like, okay, guys, here's the thing. God likes gold. <laughs> in Moses' defense, he's not taking any of it for himself, right? Is he, though? No, is I mean, well, it's, it's okay. Because what we're about to do, as you know, is lay out exactly what kind of a arc, table, lampstand, tabernacle, courtyard. Uh, what else do we got? Um, These next chapters are very specific instructions on creating objects for the worship of God or I yes. guess part of the part of this part of this deal that God has with them is like listen I'm gonna come stay with you it, it, what it feels like is it feels like kind of like a choosy beggar type situation it's like my grandpa's like son I or grandson I want to come stay with you I'm like okay that's fine great he's like I'm gonna live with you I'm like okay that's great he's like but I got some rules I'm like okay Uh-oh. he's like I need a bed made it needs to be four cubits wide, two cubits. It needs to be made from fresh acacia wood, gold dripping from. Like you're asking a lot. Yeah, I, I was like, that's so. not even that's not even the first one. Like, is this like a? Is, I is think like, your grandpa deserves is that. Usher coming record. into town? Like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> the pedophile? I want a jar of I want a <laughs> jar of M and M's, all of them green. I'm like, why why are you why are you doing all this? Why do you care so much? Uh, I want a shaved orangutan chained to the wall. I'm like, God damn. I don't, I don't like any of this. So the first thing he goes off on is like, here's all the stuff that you're going to have to turn over so that we can make God his presence. Um, mm. A lot of it is pretty mundane. Goats, fur, uh, different types of yarn. What but, I thought was interesting is that it's the, he needs, he's like, listen, I need a, a, a list of things from the children of Israel. And it goes from gold, silver, and bronze. And it's a whole litany of some fabrics, all the way down to goat hair and oil for a lamp. And durable leather, which... And durable leather. In the I feel like... King James says badger leather. Yeah, mine does too. Yeah, badger skins. That's what I'm saying, in the King James that you have. Now, here's, the, here's what's funny. It says badger skins, but pretty much every concordance will tell you, no, 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 that's not badgers, because as everyone knows, badgers didn't exist at this time or place. So clearly they meant... Ready? They meant manatees. <laughs> <laughs> okay, technically uh, dugongs. They're saying they meant dugongs, which is dugongs? A, it's a big ass manatee. Um, <laughs> so. Oh shit! It's a Pokemon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I think is funny is that it's 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 a wide spectrum. Someone's got to get. So basically, he's like, okay, guys, God has a shopping list. It's like a it's like a company potluck. <laughs> And he's like, okay, someone's got to get gold, someone's got to get silver, bronze, and someone needs goat hair. I'd be the guy that's like, I got the goat hair. I'll take care of the goat hair. Goat hair problem solved. And then I'm like, yeah, I'll get some sticks, maybe. That'll be my contribution. We all chipped in, you guys. Uh, I don't have any. We needed gems, onyx stones. Now, here's the thing this isn't a big ask because God already made them steal all this from the Egyptians. Yeah, so (laughs) it's it's blood money. (laughs) It is. Literally. The blood of firstborn money. <laughs> Let's actually. So this is the one that I actually want to get into the specific. What the ark? No, the ark. Here we actually have the legit ark of the covenant is described and drawn out. It's pretty stupid. Um, if you've seen actually, and I mean, I guess it makes sense, but if you've seen Indiana Jones and the Ark of the Covenant, 
they they do a pretty good job of it. It looks exactly like that. It is. Well, it is must have been easy. I mean, I bet that's the best day a prop guy ever had. He's yeah. like, what do you want me to make? Well, it's right here. <laughs> just do this. Yeah, just do this shit. Uh, what, is a, uh, what is a cubit? So um, it's a unit of measurement. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stand by. I'll tell you exactly what it is. What's the soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. So two oh, and a half cubits long equates to about three and a three quarters feet. So three foot, eight inches, nine inches. Huh. Sorry. Okay. So two and a half so cubits, about... three feet, nine inches. So it's a little bit longer than a foot by a, some measure. Okay, so it's really tiny. Yeah. Three and it's a, two and a half cubits long. The and bottom a of my Bible. And a half wide. Yeah, it's it's three and a quarter, three and three quarters feet long. What does it say? Three and three quarters. Three foot long, nine inches. Two foot three inches wide. Oh, so this is like a baby shit. If this is like this is like the equivalent of like the Amazon thing where you're like, oh yeah, I get that, and then you fucked up feet to inches, and you're like, oh, I thought this, I, I thought this sweater would fit me, but it's sized for a chihuahua. Yeah, this I thing would it. barely hold my circumcised this foreskin. Is like, <laughs> I mean, the the Ark of the Covenant could barely hold a notebook, kind of, you know. Well, it is just the spirit of God, which is literally nothing. So honestly, it's yeah, too but much in, space. In Indiana Jones, okay. So now, now that I've actually, I didn't know what a cubit was. They I made it, it like bigger f- in Indiana Jones because they went. In to Indiana cool. Jones, it looks like a fucking coffin size, but no, this thing would be like like an unvaccinated like child's a, coffin. This would be. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is like a. This thing is like a dolled up cigar box. Yeah. Okay. Well, well if right, you well, have a three and a half foot long cigar box. We need to three talk. and a, okay. See now you're confusing me. It's three and a half feet long. Three and three quarters feet long. Okay, so it's a little bit over a meter. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said it was a three quarter foot. No, three and three quarters. Sorry. Okay. Well, all right. Now, now so it's like a meter no, long, my... two and a half feet wide. Okay. Well, now that's that's legitimate. That's it's like a still small. Uh, a meter long. It's way smaller than a coffin. That's my point. It's smaller than a coffin, but if you if you took a kid and you like made him get on his knees, you could fit a, you could fit a, him in the you could fit him in the ark. Yeah, you could fit a grown man in there if you dismembered him. Right. If you dissolved him in lie, he would easily fit into the ark of the covenant. Which is how they got God in there. Exactly. Okay. Wow. This is a good podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, we're we're asking the tough questions. Um, something I think is interesting is that everything just. All of a sudden, it just gets super duper gaudy. Uh, you shall overlay it with gold inside and out. You shall overlay it and make it a molding of gold all around. And you're going to rings of gold. And then in the rings, corners of gold. And, and the rings will be on either side. And then acacia wood poles overlaid with gold. I got it. I think we get yeah, the it's idea. A bit, it's a little bit much. Fucking Persians over here. And they... Yeah, so... If you've if you've seen in the, I'm not gonna get into it. If you've seen watch Indiana Jones, you'll get the idea. Not that it's particularly interesting, but the other things about it are that there's cherubims on top, and the space between the cherubims is called the mercy seat, and apparently that's where God literally is supposed to be. Did you, is that what it? Um, I didn't see anything about and that. There, I, I will meet it. with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim, which are on the ark of the covenant about everything which I will give you in commandment to the children of Israel. So it's kind of like, I don't know, la-di-da. Yeah. Uh, the next part so is direct. At. Yeah. So God's on top of that covenant, in case you were wondering, and his this contract is in between them. Do you, th- do you think calling it an ark is a reference to that 
the ark saved Noah afloat in a, a literal sea, and the ark is God floating in a sea of human sin and squalor? Um, no, I think it's just... <laughs> I think it's a coincidence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's all bullshit. Uh, the next is instructions on how to build a table for bread. A, a bread table. Well, you gotta know. Okay, so that's that. <laughs> yeah, you make a table, you, you you have legs. It literally goes into how to make the legs and shit. Everything's covered in gold. God, uh, you and there has the, to be bread on it always, by the way. You shall make all the <laughs> dishes, pans, pitchers, and bowls out of pure gold. A, uh, a yeah. show And at God. all times, at all times, yeah. there will be bread for God. Because God you know, I, is go an Olive Garden customer. <laughs> <He always Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to make a lampstand. Again, pure gold. I, I, I don't know. It, it seems like a bunch of people are starving. 75 pounds. Imagine that. Imagine you're in the desert and you're starving, and you, you're kind of you're getting not that starving. Taken. Well, there's bread now and there's quail, but it's not exactly. Uh, it's not an extravagant situation. There's no fucking red lobster nearby. Was there um, ever a red lobster nearby? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't but, I feel then, like I feel like manna and quail is borderline extravagance. So I guess my question is: This why God told them to steal all the Egyptians' gold was so yes. that they could make him shit? Which is funny, because remember whenever he said take the gold, I was like, well, that's kind of dumb. Gold's heavy, and you can't buy anything yeah. in the desert. There's not, a, like, a store. Uh, like, you, now, now, I get now, now I get it. Now I get the long con here, is we got to make tables dripping in gold. Lamps yeah. out of gold. Uh, the lamp is, this is the menorah. Um, again, you probably know what this looks like. It's a lamp with seven branches and one in, one in the middle and three on each side uh, it says six right six branches will come out of its sides three branches on the lamps on one side and three on the other I thought there was seven no I don't I thought there was seven I don't know whatever it's so it's so invested I really don't know what's going on the the bowl I'm just gonna read uh 2533. Three bowls shall be made like almond blossoms on one branch with an ornamental knob and a flower, and three bowls made like almond blossoms on the other branch with an ornamental knob and a flower, and so on for the six branches that come out of the land. What the fuck? It's, a, it's just like an Etsy post. That's all it is. Okay. Yeah. so It's like someone's trying to give me a slow cooker recipe, and they got this mile of bullshit in beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. The worst. Can there shall agree? be a knob under the first branch. New 11th commandment. Just give me the recipe. Give me the recipe. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your grandma's cancer. So, <laughs> I do. That <laughs> makes the food taste better. Well, see, you shall make seven lamps for it, and they shall arrange its uh, lamps so that they give light in front of it. Uh, and it's it's made out of 75 pounds of gold, or a talent of gold. And the wick trimmers and the tray shall be made out of pure gold. The utensils out of pure gold. Uh, okay. All right, so that's chapter 25. It tells us how to make the ark. Done. How to make the table, how to make the lampstand. Boom. In case you were wondering. Yes. The Ikea, a, the, the, oh, Ikea, you beat the Ikea chapter. <laughs> you win. Um, now, chapter 26. Okay, here's how I want you to make my tent. The well, tabernacle. His temple. His tabernacle. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. It's like well, a it's temple. where he lives, right? He's yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. making a place. Yes. Uh, again, this is all very... I feel... And I don't really know Moses very, very well. You don't but say. If I were leading a cult, this would be the part where I'm just like, and by the way, I need to have uh, God needs a very special apartment 
with a 4K TV and uh, one gigabyte internet speed. They're like, he needs that? Like, yeah, he needs that. And no one can go in it but me. Uh, and I'm going to well, no, be there Aaron. all night long servicing God. And I'm like, well, all right. All the priests can go in. Yeah, okay, yeah. So we need a, I need all the people of Israel to make a sweet-ass rec room for me and my buddies. So we need some bumper <laughs> pool the tables. And they're like, oh, what, God needs all this? Like, yes, you dare to question God. This is like a Masonic lodge, basically. Yeah. Ugh. So um, they make he goes into exactly how it's made. It's made out of ten pieces, ten big ass curtains, basically. There's no way to go through this. No, we're not. L- l- yeah, five f- curtains shall be coupled real, to one another. Well, I can say it real quick. The, these curtains loops. are 40 t- 42 feet long and six feet wide. Um, so they're made out of these huge fucking curtains. That's all there really is to it. You'll make curtains of goat's hair to cover the tent, and the length of each curtain shall be 30 cubits, and the width of each curtain. You shall have five curtains by themselves, and yeah. six curtains over here by themselves. See, you're killing, and it. You you're shall... killing me. You can't. God, like... It's made out of a bunch of curtains. Um, it's made you have some class made of bronze. With a frame of acacia, which is the wood they've made. No, this is the word of God. Now that I'm thinking about it, let's talk about the tabernacle shall make boards of acacia wood standing upright. That's real important. God needs that. He, he, he wrote it down. It's in the Bible. Yeah, so that's what it's made out of. Acacia wood and goat hair. I used to always used to uh, picture it being purple. Did literally, it say there that? was one verse about oh, the life of a fetus, but we've got uh, 24 on how these <laughs> curtains <laughs> got to look like. Yeah, well, and that's why everyone is arguing about how to build the tabernacle these days, and no one talks about abortion anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, yes. These will be cobbled together. It goes on and I mean, on. That whole chapter, that's all it is. verses. Yeah. And you shall make screen p- pillars of acacia wood, overlay them with gold, and the hooks will be gold, and five bars, and they're gold, and a middle bar between them, holding up the other boards, and then overlay those boards with gold. It's giving yeah, me yeah. A, like we a get, panic we attack. We get the point. But here, here's Stupid. something that I thought was interesting. There is a curtain that separates the holy place, which is like the whole tabernacle, from right. the most holy place, which is where the ark is and God is, I believe. Right. If I read that right. That's where Moses goes to jerk off. I don't That's give a worth shit what the says. <laughs> so I think that they go into the tabernacle every day. They only go into where the ark is like once a year or some crazy shit like that. Yeah. Did we get to that yet? I think... That's all from my memory. I didn't see anything about it yet. I'm sure. No, it this is it. all. We'll, we'll, I think. I think that's the, when we start talking about the priesthood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll cover that shit. So aside from there's our that's chapter 26. There's a tabernacle. Um, chapter 27. We're talking about the altar where they burn shit. Yeah, getting pagan. This is a uh, this is a box, right? Five cubits long, five cubits wide. The altar yep. shall be square, and its height shall be three cubits. Okay. And so this is the, this is the part that I thought was interesting. Um, you shall make horns on its four corners. Its horn shall be of one piece with it, and you shall overlay with bronze. That's not particularly important. But my concordance mentions that criminals sinking sanctuary would cling to the horn-shaped projections uh, and smear blood on themselves, I guess, to try to get, like, favor or some shit. Holy shit. I didn't Kinda see like that. The first, uh, you said that was in your concordance? That's in my concordance. There's no, I guess, Man, when we get to I Leviticus. I read about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's badass. Uh, I, guess, I guess Leviticus will later reference some of these specific things. So, um, Word up. But it's going to have a great, uh, it's, it's so weird how specific this is. Uh, you shall make shovels and pans to receive its ashes. They shall all be made out of solid bronze. 
You should also make a core to the tabernacle in 20 places. I'm not going to go into any more of this. This is... If you want to read this shitty fucking Bible, this is the part of the Bible that I'll let you read. You can read for yourself. Pottis. It does say, uh, I, the only part I liked in chapter 27 was it says that you have to have olive oil to keep the lamps burning. So you have to always yeah. have bread on the table. You have to always have olive oil. Um, oh, and the courtyard is actually really big. I'll point that out. There had to be a courtyard for the tabernacle that was about 11,200 square feet. So that's a big spot. I'm guessing that's so like people can go hang out and listen to um, something. Yeah, my Bible actually has a drawing and shows that uh, this would all go from east to west. I don't know where they're getting their information from. It, it might be described later, but it says east to west, you'll have the altar of burnt. If you're walking in, trying to get to God, if you're trying to sneak in all uh, Nick Cage style to steal it. Um, <laughs> get your face melted you'd, off. You'd walk in, there'd be a gate on the east side of this compound. And you'd walk in, and the first thing you'd see was the altar of the burnt offering. You hop over that. Next is the bronze laver. I don't... Did we mention that? I guess we'll talk about that later. Unless we I, skip it. I don't care. Whatever. The bronze laver is a bowl out of bronze that the priest would use for cleansing. Uh, and then... So you get through that. Then you get to the first tent, and then on your right oh. is a table of bread, and on your left is a lampstand. And then there would be the altar of incense. And then if you pierce through that next veil, that's where you'll find God to kick his ass. If you want to do that, <laughs> if you want Indiana Jones whip him in the dick, you know. All right, so there we go. That was like three straight chapters on how to build your own Hebrew tabernacle and ark and table. <laughs> Let's finish the care of the lampstand. Is the last bit? Um, yeah, oil. You put oil in. I already said that. Well, Olive okay, oil. but it's Aaron and his sons shall tend to it from evening until morning before the Lord. It shall be a statute forever to their generations on behalf of the children of Israel. So. Dumb. To recap, we need a big ass golden silken tent that's massive and giant, and we need food there. Always snacks, always snacks, and then we got to have all these bronze and golds. And by the way, Aaron and his sons are going to sleep there at night. They're going to—that's their place. Well, like one, they're going to have for it. They're going to be on watch. I feel like it was one of them. Yeah, I bet because they'd fight over it. It's probably their jerk off place. You, you mean to tell me mm. that you have a tent all to yourself every night? Where you've got free food and well, privacy? What are you? Yeah, gonna, what when are you you're in the desert with millions of people. Yeah, you don't even have a fucking Xbox 360 or a Nintendo Switch. What are you? What are you gonna do in that magic, a uh, holy tent? Well, I shall not spill my seed on the ground, lest the Lord should strike me dead then and yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's their thing. They built a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> next chapter, chapter twenty-eight, we get into more dull specifics. This time, not for building something, but how to dress your priests. Yeah, and surprise, surprise, they dress pretty fancy. This is the worst episode of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found a picture just, online of like what it would look like, yeah. and if you showed this to Elton John and told him we're wearing it at a concert, he would say, no, that is far too lavish and gaudy for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll take the duck costume, please. Something with dignity. Um, yeah, it's a they, it's a tunic that's like they have to uh, again. I'm just gonna hit some things. A fully they were gonna wear a turban, a tunic, a sash. They gotta wear these uh, some other rocks on their shoulders. They gotta have big ass shoulder pads like a 1980s businesswoman with onyx stones on them. So one on each shoulder, and each of those onyx stones is gonna have six names of the uh, tribes of Israel. Isn't so. it kind of 
I don't know. It's fucking lame. Like, yeah, you mean to tell me, like, God's need to, like, all of a sudden now the priests are saying, hey, by the way, we talked to God, and he wants us to dress with onyx stones and tunes. We're like, is this just you wanting to cosplay? Is that I what this it. is all about? Yeah. Like, uh, and I want to have uh, a memorial, and I want to have golden chains, like braided cords, and then they're going to facet, and I'm going to have, like, yeah, I get it. You're a fucking douchebag. You want to dress like, a, like an asshole. Okay. And they also have uh, rows of... Uh, gemstones on the chest, uh, one for each of the tribes of Judah or Israel as well. Yeah. It, um, it's gaudy. It is. There's an entire one to, where, where am I? 15 to 30 is just the breastplate. Yeah. 15 chapters. Uh, the second row shall be turquoise, sapphire, and a diamond. The third row, a hassanth, an agate, and an amethyst. Okay. Jesus Christ. You shall make chains for the breastplate the end, like braided swords of pure gold. There's one important verse in this chapter. There's only one. Uh, I'm going to read it verbatim. Aaron, uh, this is verse 20, or sorry, 35. Aaron must uh, wear it when he ministers. It's talking about a uh, belt with gold bells on it. He must wear it. <laughs> and the sound of the bells will be heard when he enters the holy place before the Lord and when he comes out so that he will not die. <laughs> He doesn't want to sneak up on God, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. Like, uh, it's like a cowbell. It's like a, that he's got to wear all these priestly garments. Like he's just dressed up like a fucking character at Disneyland. He's just all wrapped up. He, he, he's like a he's like a like a hypoglycemic kid in like the Middle East. Or, oh God, the Midwest. It's funny, <laughs> you but, know, like when you wrap yeah, him yeah. in, like he's like trying to like waddle out. It's funny because it says here that the bells are so that he doesn't get killed. When I was a kid, I remember being taught that he wore the bells so that if he did get killed, everyone would hear that the bells stopped moving and they would know to like drag him out by the rope they had tied to him or something. I don't know where <laughs> that came from. That would be funny. Uh, upon its hem, you shall make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet. Okay, so the, I, I was reading it. It was like, you must have a golden bell and a pomegranate. And I was like, you just, you're going to pin a piece of fruit dripping, but it's actually made out of, like, it's a crochet pomegranate. That's is, cute. That actually is super cute. Some Etsy bullshit going on down here. Uh, yeah, and so that's what they have to wear. Uh, I like that they wear turbans. I think that's cute. It is. Uh, and he has to wear a golden plate with the insignia of the Lord. They all got all his kids got to wear it. Fancy them, you know. All right, that's chapter twenty-eight. I don't think there's anything else good in there. Uh, talk they shall the be on Aaron and on his sons when they come into the tabernacle of meeting. These, so they have to wear these clothes every time they come around. And when yeah, they come near the altar. That they don't have to wear uh, it all the time. And that, that they do not incur iniquity and die. It shall be a statute forever to him and his descendants after him. So for all time, I don't know what's going on with Aaron and his kids, but they're supposed to be doing this shit dressed like a, dressed like a bunch of doofs. Yeah. Just horrible looking <laughs> like look at this picture i know that people can't see it oh my god yeah that's <laughs> and as you can see i actually dressed up like that today i wore that outfit unfortunately no one can see it but cole can yeah and no one should um so that's exodus 28 now we're in exodus 29 uh let's try to get through this one can we this is this is a hard. This is I don't know. This is the worst part of the Bible yet, right? Yeah, it's all about how like they're gonna get anointed. Like the this is the circumstances for their priesthood. 
Yeah, I don't. I still don't get the aversion to yeast. Did we? I don't get it either. They're constantly talking about. Okay, so you're. So, uh, this is how you hallow men to become priests. This is God telling Aaron. Okay, Aaron, you and your sons, you're going to be my priests, and here's how you're going to become holy enough to like be my priests or hallowed or whatever. Take a young bull and two rams without blemish. And unleavened bread and unleavened cakes mixed with oil and leavened weight and unleavened wafers. Like, there's no more yeast. No yeast. I'm on a anti-gluten thing. Hmm. And uh, pro- God probably has celiac disease. That's probably what's about. <laughs> nice. And you got to put them in a basket and bring them out. Um, let me get to the part where they rip these bulls apart. Yeah. So basically, you clean up your boy. Whoever you're going to anoint, whoever you're going to consecrate as a priest, you bring them to the front of the tent, you wash them down, you wash down their rippling body, right? you put the clothes on them, that fod, the turban, the skillfully woven waistband, it says, you and anoint then, them with oil, you pour oil on their head, gross, by the way, That's you yeah. just got cleaned and now you have oil all over you? I mean, yuck. I've seen, I've seen where it can go. It's not, it's not, <laughs> oh. it's not a bad time. Mm. Um if you got some waterproof sheets, uh, <laughs> rubber sheets, um, here's where it gets kind of like seven serial killer fucking shit here. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So then they have to kill the bull. They have to rip it apart, spray its blood all over the tabernacle and then take all the entrails and the lobe of the liver and the two kidneys and just burn them on the altar. But the flesh of the bull is considered a sin offering, and you got to drag it outside the camp and light it on fire there. Nice. And then you got to do the same thing. You got to take a ram, rip it apart, cut out its organs, throw certain ones in the fire, and the rest you got to burn elsewhere. The entire ram on the altar, it says. Uh, because God loves the sweet aroma of a burnt offering. <laughs> He's just, basically mm. Robert Duvall's character in uh, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hmm, this makes me feel like genocide. Um, what is Exodus twenty nine twenty? Like it's again slaughter it, take its blood, put it on the lobes of the right ear of Aaron and his sons, just the right ear, because that's how you know they're gay. Yeah. <laughs> that's he's like he's like he's like piercing it like a little yeah, yeah. a little diamond uh, stud. Um, this is weird though. You t- you put it on the right ear. Uh, the thumbs of the right hand and on the big toes of the right feet. It's their super yeah, and then sprinkle blood all around. Like, yeah, what is that? Like, make sure you kill the ram. <laughs> this is how you know a man's holy enough. You you check out his ear and his right thumb. It's like uh, it's like your ear knows like how Penn from Penn and Teller has like one uh, finger, like his thumb has a uh, nail painting on it, and all his other fingers. You're like, what's that about? He's a priest. Now yeah, we he's know. A priest. He's a ho- he's a holy he's man. So religious. That's how you know. Uh, gosh, yeah, it's just so hard to read all this part. I hated reading this. I'm so glad that you, our audience, don't have to read this. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's honestly suffering enough just to be here for this action. Yeah, I'm sorry you had to listen to this. Uh, take the fat of a ram and one loaf and one cake and then take them and burn them and then your friend's got to burn them and holy garments got to be on and he who becomes a priest <laughs> shall wear like his the, clothes for seven days. I like this part. After you take the breast of the ram for Aaron's ordination, wave it before the Lord as a wave offering. What the oh fuck my God. <laughs> There's just a butcher out there just <laughs> swinging it around. Yeah! <laughs> I've got a fucked up ram here. Everyone's like, cool. He's a priest, you guys. This stuff this is, is like, who's, This feels is like leading this flock. It feels like Nordic pagan rituals is what it feels like. I love wow. it. 
right. And then you take the thigh of the offering, and that is Aaron's, and it shall be the chill. I, I, I don't want to go any more of this. And then the priests eat it, just them, which is the why way, yeah, this yeah. whole so, thing exists. Yeah, you butcher these rams, and then the only people who can eat from this ram are the priests. Yep. It's kind of like the end of a. Uh, you know what this feels like? It feels like the end of um, Top Animal Chef. Farm. I was going to say Animal Farm. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, like they just finished uh, leaving the decadence and the bullshit of Egypt. And then they finally get out of the desert. Like, we're free now. And all of a sudden, these guys are like, okay, guess what? I need you guys to make me a silken robe and get me my dinner. And they're like, what? Let's get as close to Egypt as possible with our <laughs> yeah. behavior. We're going to need uh, a pharaoh. Oh, so uh, basically, it says you got to do this whole process for every single, for Aaron and for all of his sons, for all the priesthood, forever. Yeah, um, do you, I wonder if uh, Jews still do this. Do you know for priests? I have no idea. We should. All right, let's look that up. Users, though, you can also tweet us at Revelations. By the way, if you still do this, if you still butcher <laughs> a lamb and spray it all over a tabernacle, if you're a Jewish rabbi listening to this podcast, <laughs> and you want to add uh, us, uh, yeah, um, and do that forever. Uh, now, this also, is what you every show. day. Yeah, yeah, every day. Besides all this stuff that you have to do for priests, every single day you are to slaughter two perfect lambs, one in the morning and one at twilight. Is it? I wonder if it's like, because it is essentially a dictation that all of Israel has to do this for God. And I guess we'll get to it, see if it later, because I, I know some, some more shit happens. We're, we're, we're very in the beginning of the Bible. This might break. But two lambs, so forever... Two lambs of the first year have to be slaughtered every single day. One in the morning and one at twilight. And then they got to be mixed with flour and oil and three pounds of flour and a liter of oil are also to be burned. Because children starving in Africa. We got all this. this, (laughs) That's why they left. (laughs) We're making lamb donuts for God. Ooh, Uh, holy shit. That does sound pretty good. I want that now. I want that now, too. All right, let's figure this out. We'll do that Okay, well, I'll tell you what, this weekend, I know it's Super <laughs> Bowl donuts. weekend, but I'm going to make some lamb donuts. No, Super Bowl weekend was last weekend, remember? Oh, you're right. We, we recorded live. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why the quality is so shit. Um, uh, so there should be a continual burnt offering through your generations at the door of the tabernacle where I will meet with you to speak with you. The poor people are just sitting there watching them burn a perfectly good lamb and five pounds of flour. <laughs> and God comes out. He's just like, hey, man, be good. And they're like, yeah. Ooh, See, same th- thing in 12 hours. Like, yeah. Do you think they do that cool thing where they sprinkle the flour from a pie so that it all like ignites on, when it touches the fire? Uh, Ever seen that? It's for God. Yeah. I bet Badass. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Actually, suddenly I'm behind this completely. I love it. And I love that. Um, so all of this is basically his like conditions because he's like, okay, you guys, you did all the shit. You got your uh, priest dressed like a couple of weirdos. You got all these burnt offerings. Okay. I will consecrate Aaron and his sons to be ministers to me as priests. And I will dwell with you. So basically, oh. they just set up shop and now God's living with them. Precisely. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's kind of like what you were talking about with your granddad earlier. It's like, okay. <laughs> I did all this stupid shit. And you set you up the guest bedroom. Yeah. The worst part is now. You, now he's always going to be here judging you. I guess. Yeah. 
I got like I don't know how I feel about it. Like if my grandpa was like, "Hey, I want you to live with me," I'm like, "Okay, man, I'll set up to get his bed." He was like, "By the way, you got to kill a lamb every single day just to burn in front of me." I'm like, "Okay." Here's like, a I question. Need a golden table. Like, all right, there's a lot. There's a lot. All right, here's our post episode talk. Okay. Because we're done. That's that, yeah, that's that's the whole 29. thing. That's through twenty nine. We'll, we'll start off on 30. thirty. It should hopefully be better stories. I think it will be. Um, what happens in the alternate reality where the Israelites were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's just, uh, I'm assuming Moses walks up and he's like, hey, God. And God stand there with his suitcase. Just like, I'm ready. He's wearing his little Hawaiian t-shirt. He's like, this is going to be so much fun. We're going to catch up. We're going to play bumper pool. And he's like, uh, there's been a change of plans. Um, <laughs> we're gonna play bumper pool. Also, anytime that a man pulls out of his wife, I'm gonna fucking kill him. Yeah. <laughs> come I, inside there. I wonder. It's just. It, it definitely feels like some father-in-law bullshit coming in. Meet the fuckers. Like, by the way, I'm staying here. And it's like, is this not a Tempur-Pedic mattress? I, I, I'm sorry, God. It's it's just a spring mattress. He's like, hmm. I'm pretty sure I mentioned I wanted a Tempur-Pedic mattress. Like that. <laughs> you want us to just buy an? Uh, uh, we already have one mattress there. Do you want me to just buy another one for you? He's like. I don't want you to do anything. I just want you to know that I asked for it. <laughs> and this, also this entire room should have been cult- coated in gold. So yeah, I don't I, uh, I understand. I'm going to eat with bronze silverware. And they're like, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you cook, if you get your mashed potatoes hot enough and try to eat them with a gold spoon, it's going to melt in there. Yeah, I think. exactly. I don't know a lot about I don't melting know points. But I, probably. Uh, I don't. Now, okay, Google, okay. how hot are mashed potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> I do know that jet fuel can't melt steel beams, but I don't know what... Uh, 140 degrees. Mashed... That's not too bad. Okay, uh, Google, than... when does gold become malleable? At what temperature? Oh my God. I don't know that we're doing this with... I mean, this whole podcast has been a wash, but let's definitely oh, it... get into... It melts at 2,000 degrees. Never mind. The mashed potatoes will not melt the gold. I'm going to walk back that statement. Yeah, I don't think... I, I mean, gold would probably... <laughs> we should call Bill I was Nye. pretty sure. I was we pretty should, sure. We should call it. Bill Nye and ask him about uh, the, the, the battle of... Uh, I, I think gold tableware exists. I, I, people use it. I'm sure it does. I didn't real. I thought it had a low melting point because it was so malleable and soft. I thought, I guess that's not, but it says pure gold and pure gold apparently is soft enough that you can chew into it. So yeah, I eat it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I would think, I would think, cause like, for instance, I often use the side of my fork to cut through like soft. Things, oh yeah. You yeah. Know? Probably smash. That would immediately just bend this gold fork into nothingness. Obviously I mean, you would get like a, you would make an alloy with gold. So does God eat? Yeah, he just smells things, right? He's like a he's like a ghost. He's like a... <laughs> Why do you think that God lives where the seat is? Because he's gonna eat some ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sit your uh, ass down right here, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, come on, Aaron. <laughs> Fucking, I'm gonna hollow you out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Uh. That's how I eat pudding. Pudding. Have you ever seen me do that? Yeah, I've seen it. It's like a fucking. <laughs> it's like a malfunctioning <laughs> propeller, but. Uh... This is we're off track. Sorry. <laughs> oh man, it, it, it's I don't know. That was definitely the most blasphemous thing I said yet. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of specific rules. If anyone wants to read this, be my guest. It is no, don't, don't. Do I don't it. even get it. What's the point of any of it? I guess, I guess, to me, the whole point of this is that. Aaron and Moses uh, are sick of being poor, and now they found a way to create. No. A, now no, they've no, got no. investors for their multi-level they don't marketing want, scheme. Listen, they don't want money. They don't want gold. They don't want 
fine goat hair. Right. They want. They don't want that. God. They does. want. No, listen. They want to establish this. I don't know if it's God or if it's Moses doing this, but what they want to do is an establish a bunch of arbitrary, sort of hard to follow rules, so that you have. When people don't have, when people are too busy following these crazy rules and building these crazy tabernacles and sacrificing sheep twice a day, right. they don't have time to question you. Oh, that's a good idea. You, I, de, uh, idle hands are the devil's playground. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like there's just a guy that's like, you, you just see Aaron like walking off with your daughter. Like, where are you guys going? Be like, don't you have a tabernacle to build? <laughs> idle. Shit. You're idle. They're like, like, sounds an awful lot like Pharaoh. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Aaron's like, who said that? At least Pharaoh let him use bricks. Yeah. Brick, bricks are fun. <laughs> at least at least Pharaoh wasn't like, and you got to also collect, use your own gold for making this shit. Oh, Ugh. God. I'm glad to be done with this episode. Yeah. I'm thinking about, yeah, well, it's what? shit. Yeah. It's pretty gross. Uh, flesh of the bull. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I was, as I'm, I'm sitting in my brand new hammock I just built today. Mm. And I was I knew it was going to come my, up. Yeah, you knew. I built a hammock out of wood and iron. Um, And I'm like sitting in my delicious hammock underneath my delicious oak trees. And uh, I started reading this Bible here. And I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe anyone. Do people, is there anyone that, is there any, like, what, what would be the, how can you justify liking this part? Is there anyone that's like, oh, yeah, this is the sign of, even my concordances are oddly kind of quiet during this part. Oh, I've got you covered. Do you know who loves this? Is weird me. backwater tourist towns. Like, for instance, what's that place in Missouri? Um, Anywhere in Missouri? No, there's a place, uh, Branson, right? <laughs> Branson. Never heard of it. I think it's in Missouri. Anyways, there's these little weird back alley, sketchy Christian tourist destinations like Branson, where, like, church groups always go there and, like, you know, uh, Christian moms that just finally hit retirement and want to spend $600 on a no holds barred vacation. (laughs) (laughs) They go to Branson where they have places, they have things like see the 10 commandments come to life. It's like shitty tourist attractions, but they're Christian. There's, there's a bunch of them in like Tennessee and other places too, but they will have like a thing that's like walk through the exact dimensions of the tabernacle and see what it would have looked like. That's who Uh. loves the shit. Ugh. Like, watch this. Let's Google uh, life size tabernacle? tabernacle. Watch, I'm gonna find it. I, don't I mean, know it's, why a I'm doing this live. it's a tent. It's a it's a it's a guest bedroom for God. Yeah, and it, it, it is exactly that. Like, you have the tabernacle in the in the holiest of holy, the, the the inner sanctum of the tent where he technically lives, and then you got to have your he's got to have enough light lighted situation taken care of, some bread, a place to burn shit, you know, so he can smell that. Here we go, dude. I found it. This is perfect. Old, everyone go visit this. OldTestamentTabernacle.org, where they have a complete list of life-size replicas of the Old Testament Tabernacle. Merritt Island, Florida. Shirts, Texas. Wow. That's fucking five miles from me. Literally. Oh, my God. It's five miles. I'm going to go. You got to go. You got to go. I'm going to post it on our Twitter. Uh, Sorry. Teen Missions. South Africa has one. That's only three. <laughs> wow, there's only three. Okay, never mind. And you got lucky enough to be next to one? That's Dude, one of them is literally, there's a list of three, and one of them is on I-35 right by me. <laughs> oh, you got to do it. Uh, that's lucky too you. crazy. I got to go to Merritt Island, Florida. I ain't doing that. Yeah, it's weird that one's near you and one's near me. I mean. That's a sign. Wait a minute. Oh, sh- let's Dude, both go. Let's sync our watches and let's go do it. Holy shit, we should. 
Look at this. I'm going to show you. No one else can see this, but the uh, red dots where it's at, you can see my city right there. Yeah. Ah, That's shit. how close I am. <laughs> yeah. Right, Anyways. Well. That'll be that'll be no fun, but all right, let's do no, it. I'm def- actually, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm definitely not going. <laughs> no, you got to do it. Uh, next time I you remember, visit, next time you visit, we'll okay. Go. When we come, visit, we'll go do it. I'll come I'm float the river. A, I'm going to catch a flight now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> a Legionnaire, man, it's cheap. Um, nice, another pitch. We are not, for a company we are not sponsored by, by a Legionnaire. <laughs> in case you're wondering, that would be a good uh, one though. Well, they have cheap flights from Sanford to Austin, and I enjoy them. Um, yeah. uh, God damn, that'll be funny. Ugh. I don't want to talk about this anymore, to be honest. This is going to be a super short episode, guys, and I'm yeah. okay with that. You're lucky you. Yeah. I hate this. I hate me. I want to say this was the most pages we ever covered at once, though, as short as it is. Yeah. Because we did right. 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, and 29. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, that's all there is to it. Uh, anything else about this section? No. Let's All just, right. Let's uh, just... Follow us on Twitter at Revelations, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to come listen to this. This is depressing how bad this book is. <laughs> I know, I know. Next week, though, it sucks, too, because this was episode 20. It should have been a, a milestone. It should have been a... Nope. That's just, the, that's just, that's just God yeah. teaching us a very valuable lesson. Episode 50 will be good. I can feel it down in my fucking <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Revelations. Follow us or send us an email at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. Keep listening. I promise it gets better. Maybe. Maybe.